Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. With your host, Brandon Okuma. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Let's Go Brandon Okuma podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in. What we're going to be going over today is Russia and China increased aggression, Canada's trucker caravan of freedom, Libs trying to censor Joe Rogan, problems in our education system, and what really is privilege. All right, so let's get to the Russian-Ukraine fiasco. Putin has moved about 100,000 of his troops over to the Russian-Ukraine border. This would raise hairs on my back as well if I was Ukraine. It is kind of concerning. Now, what we think is that Russia is going to invade Ukraine. There is a good chance. Putin has said that's not going to happen. This whole mass hysteria you guys are all making up. Like, you don't need to worry about this. But based off his past, I wouldn't trust the man as far as I could throw him. I don't think anybody should. And you have to take everything he says with about 10 pounds of salt. The Ukraine president, Vladimir Zelensky, has told people that he's not too worried about Russia invading, but I think he's saying that just to keep his citizens calm, not to get everybody worried about this, but he's also making sure that his military is prepared just in case they do. NATO is working with them. We're working with them. And I think this is making Putin second guess what he is probably going to be doing, which is trying to invade Ukraine. Now, the reason he wants to do this is to keep Ukraine from getting into NATO, which gives them a kind of umbrella of protection because Ukraine and Russia have a past in 2014, something similar like this has happened where Russia went in. And I think that's what Putin really wants is to control Ukraine, suck them back into Russia. And I think he's doing that to try to see what he can get away with. He also loves power. He's got little man syndrome. I think he's trying to flex on everybody, um, but that's probably not going to work. Now, Biden has talked about putting personal sanctions on Russia, other sanctions. And the big thing that I think is important that NATO has talked about is that if Russia did decide to invade Ukraine, Putin would be able to find Nord Stream 2, which is his baby. That's uh, his pipeline that runs across the Baltic Sea from Russia to Germany. They said that if he attacks, then he can find his pipeline at the bottom of the sea, which is something I think he definitely doesn't want because that pipeline gives him power and money, two things that everybody loves, right? Which is interesting because Biden approved Russia to continue to build that pipeline, but Biden canceled our Keystone XL pipeline, which doesn't make sense. Um, He's an idiot. That's what happens when you elect a weak leader, though. Now, there's similar things going on between China and Taiwan as well. China's leader, Xi Xi Jinping, God, that's so hard to pronounce. Uh, He's another guy who has little man syndrome as well, and he's trying to do pretty much the same thing that Russia's doing to Ukraine, but to Taiwan. He's increased military practices near Taiwan. He's increased military flyovers of Taiwan, and he's trying to show his power. What we've done as the U.S. is sent over special forces to help train Taiwan's military and get them ready just in case there is an attack. We've also had discussions with Japan about preparing for a conflict between Taiwan and China. And Japan's main concern is that Taiwan's an interest of theirs. If China did take over Taiwan, then it would bring China's military that much closer to some of Japan's islands, which they wouldn't be able to defend as well if China decided to attack some of their islands. And also according to the Council on Foreign Relations by David Sachs, a successful Chinese annexation of Taiwan would also undermine Japan's economic security. Taiwan is Japan's fourth largest export market, and should China control Taiwan, it would be able to curtail Japan's access to the market. Over 40% of Japan's maritime trade passes through the South China Sea. With control over Taiwan and its military installations throughout the South China Sea, China would be in position to force shipping bound for Japan to take more inefficient routes, hurting Japan's economy. 
So basically, if China decided to do that, then it would be a pretty good hit on Japan's national security and their economy as well. What many Americans are finding interesting is that Joe Biden and the Democrats are willing to defend other countries' borders, but they're not willing to defend our own. What many people don't understand is that there's tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of people crossing our borders every month. Each month, people, not year, month. And they're doing this illegally. And Democrats don't care about that. Imagine being in the lunch line, right? You know, the people who are waiting to become United States citizens correctly, they're the people waiting in the lunch line. And then you see a group of people just cut the whole line, just like that. How mad would you be? That's pretty much exactly what this is. Democrats don't care about law and order anymore. And you can see it from them, you know, allowing criminals to be put back on the streets just to commit more crimes. You see it from them allowing illegal immigrants to come into the country. And there's a motive behind that. The motive is that they know they're going to lose the House and the Senate in this next upcoming election. And so why not allow all these illegal, illegal immigrants in where we can create these new voting laws to allow illegal immigrants to vote in United States citizens elections just so that we can get enough votes to win these elections to keep control of the House, the Senate, and then create a bunch of new laws that are BS that don't work for anybody. But uh, at least we'll have control of the House and Senate. So that's the motive behind doing that. That's the reason they don't care about our borders. And if you question them, they say you're racist. That's the answer that all liberals and Democrats will give you if you question anything they do. They don't like to be questioned. They'll just call you the worst things possible on the earth because uh, they're idiots. Now, with that said, let's move on to something positive. Let's move on to the Freedom Convoy that's going on in Canada. So hundreds and even thousands of truckers drove across Canada to the capital, Ottawa, to protest the vaccine mandate. Keep in mind, 90% of truckers in Canada are vaccinated. But this is what Democrats and liberals don't get, is that even people who are vaccinated still don't agree with the vaccine mandate. There's a lot of people out there who are vaccinated who don't believe in all these mandates, but Democrats and liberals can't seem to wrap their head around that. So this convoy shows up in Ottawa, and uh, Prime Minister Trudeau decides to flee the capital and come into the United States. He's not willing to go out and talk to people, and there's zero reason why there should be a vaccine mandate anyways. No, everybody who enforces these vaccine mandates, they don't have a good reason why they do that. There's no good reason. With the amount of COVID data that we have out right now, there is zero reason why there should be any sort of mandate at all. All the states and countries with mandates aren't doing any better than states that don't have mandates. You can look up the COVID data. Now with this convoy, keep in mind that these truckers are always on the road. They hardly come in contact with anybody. And there's real, really no reason to mandate a vax for them. And the irony behind this whole thing is Trudeau, who's probably vaccinated and even boosted, actually caught COVID after he fled Canada which is uh, pretty funny and just proves the point that people who are vaccinated, boosted and triple boosted or whatever, however many shots there's going to be in the future, probably 100 for COVID. Uh, it doesn't matter if you have all those because you can still get in and spread it. Ever since Trudeau fled Canada like a coward, you know, avoiding his responsibilities, avoiding talking to these people who just want their freedom. Ever since he's left, he's been getting raked over the coals by the media, by many other people, even hit people in his parliament, uh, and specifically this lady, her name is Candace Spurgeon, and she's on the conservative side of the parliament, but she just freaking roasts him. Uh, you should definitely take a listen to this. Mr. Speaker, and I apologize that that minister is misleading Canadians. I do get very defensive of Canadians who are outside today, patriotic, 
peace-loving Canadians who are called misogynists and racist by the Prime Minister. So again, I will ask the Prime Minister, who may I remind this House wore blackface on more times than he can remember, apologize to the peace-loving, patriotic Canadians who are outside right now just asking to be heard. Will he speak to them? My bet is that he won't speak to him. Trudeau's a clown. He was caught multiple times wearing blackface. He was exposed wearing blackface during re-election. And he said that he can't even remember how many times that he actually did it. But um, liberals in Canada still decided to vote for him, even though apparently they say they're against blackface. But I don't think they are. Tells you everything you need to know about them. So Trudeau won't go talk to these people who are against the vax mandates, who are against lockdowns and all that. He refuses. And this is what he says about it. I have attended protests and rallies in the past uh, when I agreed with the goals, when I supported the people uh, expressing their concerns and their issues. Black Lives Matter is an excellent example of that. But I have also chosen to not go anywhere near protests that have expressed hateful rhetoric, violence towards fellow citizens, uh, and a disrespect uh, not just of science, but of uh, the frontline health workers and, quite frankly, the 90% of truckers who have been doing the right thing to keep Canadians safe, to put food on our tables. Uh, Canadians know where I stand. This is a moment for responsible leaders to think carefully about where they stand and who they stand with. Like I said, this guy's a clown. So he said that he went to BLM protests and he's been to the BLM protests but he also said that he doesn't go to protests that have hateful rhetoric and violence towards other citizens, which is exactly what BLM protests were. They cost billions of dollars in damages. There were a lot of people hurt, some people killed at these protests. This guy this guy is an absolute idiot. Everything that's coming out of his mouth is garbage. And I always find it comical when liberals talk about science and that they're the party of science and that you need to trust the science, but they never cite any science. They believe that boys can be girls and girls can be boys and that there's 10,000 different genders. And every time they say the experts, they never tell us who the experts actually are. They just say the experts. And if you don't agree with them, then you're a racist, bigot, homophobe. When the thing is, they have no idea what the science actually is. According to the CDC, we already know that these mandates shouldn't be in place because if you've already had COVID, you're more protected than someone who hasn't had COVID, but has the COVID vaccine. You have more of a protection than they do, but we're still going to try to lock people down. We're still going to try to make them get the vaccines because they don't think people are adult enough to do things on their own. All right, we're going to move on because we have a big problem in the United States with the First Amendment. Media outlets like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, who like to censor people for what they're saying, even if it's true, is going to be a big problem. We have people like Neil Young, who fell flat on his face trying to censor Joe Rogan on Spotify. He said either they censor Joe Rogan, take him off, or uh, they take Neil Young's music off. So they're like, all right, Neil, peace. Grab your stuff and go. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. And I find that funny because all these liberals, if you don't say things that they like, they call for you to be censored. They believe in the First Amendment until someone says something that they don't agree with, which is ridiculous. How's anybody supposed to have a conversation with that kind of person? So multiple people now have come out and tried to censor Joe Rogan. The White House has tried to censor Joe Rogan. Surgeon General has tried to censor Joe Rogan. Neil Young, other artists, and uh, Spotify hasn't cracked yet. And if they did crack, that'd be the dumbest thing they could do because millions of people listen to Joe Rogan every week, every day, and he doesn't need them, they need him. I can bet you that if they fired Joe Rogan, cut him off, then Spotify would probably go broke because so many people would be like, that's not cool. I'm not going to use Spotify anymore. 
I think a lot of people only use Spotify for the Joe Rogan podcast. But that's the day and age in America that we live in right now. If liberals don't agree with what you're saying, they think you should be cut off. They can say what they want. And if you don't like what they're saying and you tell them that, like I said before, I've already stated this, they're going to call you names because they're going to call you the worst things they could possibly think about because they don't have facts to back themselves up and they get butthurt about things. And so they're going to call you a racist, bigot, homophobe. Whereas if you start stating facts to them, then they think that your First Amendment should be cut off and um, you shouldn't be allowed to say what you need to say. The thing a lot of people like about Joe Rogan is that he brings a lot of people on, a lot of people who are actually experts, like I said, uh, real experts, not the experts Democrats talk about that nobody knows who they are, what their names are. They just say the experts say this kind of thing, and then people believe them because the experts said so, but I don't know who the experts are. But Joe Rogan actually brings on real experts. A lot of people got mad about him bringing on Dr. Malone. A lot of people got mad about him bringing on Jordan B. Peterson, people who have actual credentials in certain fields, and he has a conversation with them, and uh, liberals don't like what they're saying. So they yell, scream, and cry until they try to get what they want, which is to get Joe Rogan censored, and really to get anybody else censored who talks about actual things, who questions what many people in the United States and around the world actually are saying. And he had the perfect response to this, basically saying that everything that they've questioned that were conspiracies before and turned out to be true, are part of reality that people don't want to see. Now, for all of you out there who have to listen to liberals on a daily basis, spout lies, no facts, no real information, all just misinformation, and no one's willing to challenge them because they're afraid to be called names, I encourage you to go out there, and if you hear someone like that, to challenge what they're saying, to ask questions, they're not going to like it, but that's just too bad. If no one challenges these people, they're going to continue to do what they're doing, and they're going to continue to try to take your First Amendment right away because they don't like what you're saying, and they're just going to try to silence everybody who disagrees with them. And since we're seeing that in our country right now, I want to take you back in time to Ronald Reagan talking about fascism and how what he says we can literally see in real time in our country. Here he is. You know, someone very profoundly once said many years ago that if fascism ever comes to America, it'll come in the name of liberalism. And what is fascism? Fascism is private ownership, private enterprise, but total government control and regulation. Well, isn't this the liberal philosophy? The conservative, so-called, is the one that says, less government, get off my back, get out of my pocket, and let me have more control of my own destiny. Does that look familiar? You're seeing it not just in our country right now, but you're seeing it in other countries as well. What he just described is literally what is going on. You got the government trying to take control, and you have people who just want them to get off their back, leave them alone, let me make decisions for myself. And hopefully we veer back that way. But I think it's going to have to come when people stop voting for Democrats and start voting Republican again. Now we're seeing a problem in schools, and it has to do with not actually teaching kids anything useful anymore and more of teaching them about CRT or critical race theory and what critical race theory is. And Democrats will try to tell you something different, but basically what it is is teaching people or telling people that based off the color of their skin, they're either an oppressor, oppressed, privileged, not privileged, and that because of the color of your skin, people are going to make a decision about you, and that they're not going to make a decision based off the extent of your character, which is, according to them, nothing that anybody does anymore, because why would we ever do that? Like, let's just make decisions based off people's skin color, 
which is what Democrats love to do. So teachers are teaching students this. And we, we saw it in Virginia. Parents got outraged about that. Parents get outraged about schools teaching their kids these things. And then those same parents who were outraged about their kids learning this end up getting put on a terrorist watch list, which is utterly insane. And because of things like that, there was a switch from a Democratic to a Republican governor in Virginia. And it, the Republican governor, Glenn Youngkin, he ran on the premise that he's going to ban CRT from schools, which is great because that shouldn't be happening. Teaching kids, no matter what age, that because the color of your skin, if you're white, you're you're privileged and you're oppressed. I don't care what your background is. I don't care if you're living on the streets with your family right now. You're privileged. And because you're black, you're oppressed and you're not privileged. Or if you're any other color, you're oppressed, not privileged. Based off those things, teaching kids that is terrible. I get annoyed by the fact that we base everything off race nowadays and not what people actually are like, not their character, not who they are. Instead, we're basing everything off race. And teaching young kids this is going to be a disaster for when they grow up. Telling kids who are black that because they're black and they're oppressed, they're never going to get anywhere, they're going to start believing that because people are going to continue to tell them that. And they're going to start to believe it. And they're going to say, why should I even try to be successful? I don't care who you are. I don't care what the color of your skin is. Everybody starts at the same place. You are born. You are born. You start at the same place as the next person. Not everybody has the same family. Not everybody has the same wealth at the time. But everybody makes a certain amount of decisions that leads them on a path to where they want to be or where they're going to end up. Now, if you make the right decisions, you can be wherever you want. You can make lots of money someday, and you cannot listen to the people who are telling you because of the color of your skin, you're not going anywhere. That's bull, because there's plenty of people who start in the slums, who rise up and are rich and famous and successful in the future, and there's plenty of people who start off and their family's rich, and they're rich, and then they end up in the slums because they make the wrong decisions. So I do have a problem with people telling kids, especially because of the color of your skin, you can't do things. Teaching them that is going to lead to future problems when we should be teaching them that your race doesn't matter. Everybody's human. We all bleed the same color. And we're not just seeing in the we're not just seeing this in elementary schools or high schools, but we're also seeing this in graduate schools. I know someone who's in PA school and you would think that they'd be learning about medical stuff and how to treat patients, but all the stories are here are just woke liberals who come in and talk to them about how white people are bad. They had someone come in yesterday and they told me I could barely sit through this lecture because it was supposed to be about diversity and how to help people with mental disabilities and they didn't talk about that at all. They just talked about how white people are the devil and because the guy said that he's white, he can say this, which is crazy. I don't know why people do that because you're white, you're racist. I have a problem with that. People don't know what real oppression is, I think. And I've said it before that things are so good in the United States, people have to come up with problems and this is one of them. Until people have to start going through hard times, which obviously plenty of people don't understand what a hard time is. They have to make one up until people have to go through hard times and come back down to earth because their head, their heads are so far up their butt and in the clouds that they make up whatever they want and get people to believe it. And so, until something dramatic happens that changes everybody's life, that makes it difficult for everybody, that we're going to continue to have these problems. We have a generation of people who think that the, everybody owes them something, the world owes them something, and they weren't taught that the world doesn't owe you crap and no one owes you crap. And I think that a big problem is that it starts at home. We have too many people whose parents don't pay attention to what's going on in their kids' lives, who don't raise them well, who don't teach them what's right and what's wrong. And I encourage you, if you are a parent, to start paying attention. We want to talk about oppression. We want to talk about people who start in the slums and try to make a better life for their family. That's what I encourage you guys to do. I'll tell you a story. My father, one of 11 kids, yes, he was part of a family with 11 children. My grandma was married to a white man. Then she got married to an Asian man, my grandpa. And then she got married 
to a Hispanic man. So my dad had white brothers, Asian sisters, and Hispanic brothers. A lot of diversity in there, if you ask me. They lived off of food stamps. They would dig through garbages to find food. And my dad started driving when he was five. He started working when he was around five as well, helping doing construction with his father to put food on their table. When he was 13, he moved out of his house with his family, and he moved in with a friend, and he would go to school during the days, and he would go work the grocery store during the nights. He had to lie about his age so he can get a job. He would work the grocery stores at night, and then he would send his money home to his mother. My father started nowhere, but guess what he did? And this is what I encourage everybody to encourage their children to do. And this is what I encourage encourage parents to do, is to work hard to give your family a better life. That's exactly what my dad did. He didn't, ha- he didn't graduate high school. He had to go get his GED. He didn't finish college, but he still got his family to a better place. Same thing with my mother. My mother's dad died before she was born. Her mother was a drug addict. She had a stepfather who grew weed on the side of the house. She didn't finish high school. She had to get her GED. But guess what she did? Just like my father, she worked at give a better life to her children so that they wouldn't be where they started. So I'm thankful for that. Both my parents got me to a place because they cared. They worked hard. They didn't start in the greatest place. They started in a terrible place. Now that's taught me to do the same thing. That's taught me to work hard to make the right decisions so that someday I can give my family something better than I had. And what I had was great, but I want them to have better. And not enough people are doing that. So telling people that because the color of their skin, they can't go anywhere. And the more you tell them that, the more they're going to believe it, the more they're going to make excuses. And if you're one of those people who tell them that, you're doing a disservice. Anyways, everybody, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I will see you next time. And let's go, Brandon. Yeah, they're chanting. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Go Brandon, I agree. If you're trying to reach me, have questions, concerns, even hate mail, please send them to my email, lgbo at lgbopodcast.com.